0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to uh, the PBE's loudest podcast, Serious Business, an uh, offshot of Crush Fam. Uh, I am Pirate Captain Nam. With me, as always, is my lovely
1: host, Canthirion. How are you doing today, Canth? Uh, you know, I'm feeling lovely. It's a beautiful day outside. I, I don't think it it's is. as cold as it has been, it's been like in the 30s and 40s. So it's like 50 hmm. right now, feeling good about that and um, excited to get to know our, our guest. Yes. And our guest today
0: is uh, a, a veteran member, uh, both in PBE and real life. <laughs> <laughs> uh, please welcome uh, Chess or Chess Safari, or as we will be calling him in this, Frank. How are you doing today, sir?
2: I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. I feel uh, honored and privileged to be part of your podcast. But I will Believe say, you. I. I cannot confirm whether or not Antherion is truly lovely, though. I can't see him.
0: <laughs> you know, um, I would be surprised it's sometimes it's as... best to
1: roll with it. <laughs> yeah.
2: Otherwise, this okay. would be a video podcast, right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: yeah, man. there's a reason I don't have a face cam. That's nuts. <laughs> I
2: get it. Trust me,
1: I'm, uh, In my town, I'm—I'd I'm say I'm a seven out of ten in my town. I'm like a Chicago five. That's—that's that's where I was, I was born and raised. So, like Chicago five, my town is seven. Yeah, I got all my teeth, so that's a huge plus. Oh man! All right, uh, lead Well, us Thanks in. for having
2: me. I appreciate it very much.
1: Yeah, we're so excited um, that I'm going to kick it off with yes. some of these questions. Okay, because uh, you know Dom is tired of doing all the heavy lifting. He's got to got to put me to some work <laughs> at this point. Uh, but let's start with kind of the classic. So the the Crush Fam always leads in new guests with a couple of classic baseball related questions. Um, what's your background into sports, and and kind of how did that lead into, or or maybe it's unrelated to your joining and and discovering the PBE.
2: Uh, I was thinking of starting like Casey Colby and saying, I don't, I don't know anything about baseball. I never did. I never liked it, but here I am. But actually, I did play baseball uh, in my youth as a little leaguer. I went to my first uh, Boston Red Sox game in 1957 with my grandfather. I uh, saw, saw the Red Sox play the Detroit Tigers, saw Ted Williams play. So he's always been my favorite player. But I didn't play after Little League. When uh when I got to high school I was uh uh I don't know, too overweight, let's say. <laughs> <laughs> um my my uh I think my profile resembled uh crux, But uh so I became the manager of the baseball team and the scorekeeper. I went to every baseball game and every baseball practice, but I was never on the team. But my love for baseball continued. Um but my real sport was running and I started running to lose weight in high school and then I got addicted to it and became uh, a long distance runner. Uh, I ran 12 marathons before my 19th birthday. I wanted to uh, be in the 1972 Olympic marathon but uh, those plans got sidetracked when I got hit by a drunk driver while I was out training for the, the Boston Marathon. And I spent two years in the hospital, three years in a wheelchair, seven years with braces on my legs, and obviously I couldn't run anymore—at least not at that time. And so I took up chess. I had a roommate in in the in the hospital who played chess, and uh, there was nothing else to do, so we started playing chess, and I got hooked on that too. Um, Most people, or many people, don't consider chess a sport, but I've always been very competitive. So it did assuage my competitive instincts. And Mm -hmm. uh, I got very serious about it. I bought chess books and started studying chess and playing chess all the time, to the point where I actually competed as a member of the US team internationally in correspondence chess. Now, that's going to sound strange. But I had a very busy professional career, um, and I didn't have time to play in tournaments over the board. So I played by mail, and I played internationally. I played people from Europe, from Japan, from Australia. Hmm. But Unfortunately, uh, that all ended around the uh, mid-'80s with the advent of chess computers. And because there was no way to monitor whether somebody was using a computer or not, the officials related to correspondence chess, international correspondence chess, decided they would allow computer assistance. And to me, that the analogy I use is that was like being a weightlifter and then having them suddenly allow forklifts to compete in weightlifting. <laughs> uh, and you know, I I just felt I didn't want to play people's computers. I I wanted to play them, and since there was no way to do that, um, I j- I gave it up, and I got involved in other aspects of both running and chess, um, uh, organizing races and uh, directing, being a tournament director in chess tournaments, and becoming a journalist and writing about both sports and other things as well, and. That was my involvement until the poker craze around 2003. Some people might remember uh, uh, Moneymaker winning the World Series of Poker, the the Everyman, and uh, that's when uh, No Limit Hold'em Poker caught on, and I got into that craze. Um, But what I didn't mention, which is probably the essence of how I got to PBE is that when when I was a kid my best friend's name was Richard and Richard and I used to play what we called Rossini League Baseball he was Polish Rossini was a word in Polish I never did find out what it means I hope it's not a swear but we played uh simulated baseball beginning around 1959 and 1960 and we used a deck cards where an ace was a, a a home run, a king was a triple, a queen was a double, Jackson 10s were singles, four was a walk, pretty much everything else was an out. And we, what we did was we took our baseball cards and we drafted from our baseball cards and we set our lineups. And then we played the games out, 154 game season at the time, played the games out, we kept all the statistics, we gave awards, uh, We we celebrated our championships and we did that for for several years. So I, I like to say we played simulated baseball before simulated baseball even existed. And, and then uh, as I got older, uh, I guess the gambling instinct came out in me and connected with my baseball. And uh, when the original rotisserie fantasy leagues came out, I got involved in those. And I always had a team every year And then when my son got older, he had a team and we would join the same leagues. And so I've pretty much played simulated baseball or fantasy baseball and or fantasy baseball in one form or the other, nonstop since 1959. So when COVID hit last year, uh, and I was confined to my home, and there was no baseball to watch, Cause you rem- remember the early part of the season got canceled sure. and then when they did play, they played with no fans in the stands. So it wasn't even possible to go to a game. So I just went online one day and Googled online baseball. I figured I played online poker. I played online chess. Maybe there's online baseball. And uh, the search came up with out of the park baseball and I joined and yeah. uh, got hooked. And then one day on uh on Out of the Park baseball there was a post by Hummus God saying, Come check out PBE. We use Out of the Park baseball for our simulated baseball league. And uh that you know, within I'd say five minutes of seeing that post, I went to the PBE PBE site and signed in. And within an hour of that I got drafted by the The Amarillo Armadillo's and uh, been a member off and on since. Um, I have left and come back twice. But, you know, uh, Casey Colby, again, who's my role model, says, you only know how much you enjoy PBE after you rage quit a couple of times. And (laughs) I, I think he's right. I mean, I really miss the people on PBE while I was away, and I'm glad to be part of the community again. So long-winded answer to a short question. I'll try to be more brief later. But that background like should our, set up some things. We like things. our
0: long answers. Don't worry.
2: That doesn't mean your audience does, though.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's totally fair, but uh, you know it's my program.
1: <laughs> yeah, we're gonna we're gonna lose all our non-sponsors, and <laughs> we're gonna lose our our twenty.
0: 20 there, to goes, there goes that wendy's there goes that wendy's sponsorship Man, everyone. <laughs> we were so close yeah
1: well oh. i figure i'll
2: drop a, enough names so that at least people will be interested enough to find out if i said anything bad about them <laughs> <laughs> and if, if i have pour myself a glass of wine then my boston accent will come out which will make it even more interesting probably
1: yeah, I mean, I'm, listen, I'm fine with however you want to handle it, but but what it comes <laughs> down to is the whole point of this thing is is to continue the the uh, the tribal knowledge of the PBE, right? So we we want to get to know you, and it's honestly it's more for us than everyone else, but we hope other people enjoy it too. Uh, but this is I don't know for me, this series is really like the most enjoyable part about the PBE for me so
2: okay so so bottom line is i've always liked sports and simulated baseballs in my dna
1: and i'm glad i found pbe to fill that need we're glad you did too and and you you mentioned it kind of in passing um but just real briefly if we could touch on um what it is about chess because you mentioned you were you were pretty into it you i mean again playing for like the international team that's that's a big deal. So what is it about chess that's so compelling? And, and what about, um, I mean, I've certainly never played it competitively more than like passively with my friends. I don't think Dom is, I think Dom is probably in a similar boat. Um, yeah. why, why should we, you know, get into it or, or what's interesting about it?
2: Yeah. Well, first of all, I should tell you that the best chess player in PBE is not me. It happens to be Person Man. So kudos, kudos to Person Man. Who's uh, actually won some uh, nice tournament prizes and some pretty big tournaments over the years. So, uh, if you want to challenge somebody, challenge him. But uh, to to answer your question, I, I did. I got hooked on chess when I was in the hospital. I think I said that. Um, uh, and what I liked about it uh, that kept me engaged in the chess community was the intergenerational aspect of it. And what I mean by that is that whether you were eight years old or 80 years old, or whether you were male or female or black and white, or uh, you know none of the above or all of the above, it, it really didn't matter. The, the game, the rules, the, the opportunities were the same, uh, no matter what. And I could sit across from somebody that time who was fifty years older than me and after the game go over the game and, and talk about the moves as though I'm talking to somebody who's equal. And I always viewed every opponent as being my equal. And uh I really like that about chess, that there's no uh separation by virtue of the color of your skin or how long you've been on this earth or anything. I mean I've lost to uh I hate to admit it, I, I lost in the last five years to a seven-year-old girl in St. Louis. Who, uh,
0: wow. You
2: know, beat me fair and square. And uh, I look at the game and, and you know, without consideration of who it was I was playing and uh, that, that person I played that day beat me soundly and deserved to win. So I like that about chess. I always like that about chess. But then as I started... Um, getting more involved at an organizational level. I realized that there were uh, inherent benefits of the game of chess. It improves your cognitive skills, especially for young people. It, it helps you learn to plan ahead, teaches you that there are consequences for your actions. It's inexpensive to play. It's much less expensive than, say, <laughs> golf or skiing or you know almost anything else. Just all you need is. Is a board, and if you play in tournaments, a clock. Uh, it improves your self et- self-esteem, which is which is a biggie. I didn't know how much of a biggie it was, but you know, for kids who uh, are shy or used to getting bullied, or um, you know, have have some some problems with their how they fit into society. Once they start playing chess and realize that you know that they can beat anyone at any time, it it really boosts their self-esteem. Um, and this always sounds funny when I mention it, but there, there actually have been studies done that show that chess has a positive impact, I mean, in the sense that it reduces teen pregnancy. Now, before you laugh, um, okay. there's a reason. And that's because one of the key factors Uh, that contributes to teen pregnancy is low self-esteem, either on the part of the female who gets pregnant or even on the part of the male who gets in a situation where they get somebody pregnant. And and I don't mean to treat it lightly, but um, I always thought that 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 was great, that something like CHESS could have uh, so much impact on people's lives, especially young people's lives. And now, you know, it's just a good hobby, you know, that something I like to do. Uh, I don't do it seriously anymore. Uh, I don't play online anymore for the same reason that I stopped playing correspondence chess. I I just don't get excited by playing somebody else's chess computer. But, you know, what what I'd say to you as somebody who's never played chess is if any of these benefits I I mentioned, are things that you think would uh be positive for you, then chess might be a solution to that particular problem. But other than that, you know, it's just another another game, another activity, another way to have fun, to meet people, uh to have some competition and uh expand your horizons as a person.
1: Yeah, I've seen um some of like the bigger Chess streamers like GM Hikaru or the Botez sisters, and they talk, about, they talk about the community a lot, which is obviously a big draw for yeah. a lot of us as, as far as the PBE the Bo- goes. The Botez, and...
2: sisters, Botez sisters are personal friends of mine. I, I've known Andrea Botez since she was nine. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> and uh, I once uh, was asked to offer Alexandra Botez a scholarship uh, to a university, and she had already been. She'd already decided she was going to Stanford, so we had no <laughs> chance but uh they're great kids I know their parents very well in fact uh two years ago when I moved to oregon um we had thanks- my wife and I had Thanksgiving dinner with the Botes family so they're great they're great kids there's there's a there's another thing about that that we'll probably touch on later but one of the controversial things about my online persona on p b e is that uh I've tried to reduce the amount of swearing that goes on in the community
0: uh without much success <laughs> usually. Yes,
2: yeah. Usually it generates more but uh I don't know there was I accept it now and in fact I enjoy it to some degree but when I first joined I was on a campaign uh to and uh I made a couple of things that turned into drama threads but one one of the things that relates to the bothe sisters is that I was talking about how I wanted to invite Susan Polgar to, to come to one of our community functions, Susan Polgar being the former world chess, female world chess champion and, and a friend. and uh, But I wouldn't invite her because of the the foul language in on the chat in the community. And uh, I mentioned the Botez sisters and uh, Gurren, Gurren Moodoo, <laughs> Who's, who was one of my earliest friends on PBE, uh, said, well, I watched the Botez sisters and they, they swear more than you'll ever find here. So, so <laughs> I stand corrected. Uh, you kids, you're all alike. You, you like to talk that way. And I guess, who am I to say, you know, um, as long as you're not being disrespectful, um, sure. why not? Uh, this is your community and uh, it sh- should be what's most comfortable for you so I'm way off that campaign at this point
1: yeah I think I think the themes of community it's it's something that we uh, Dom and I have talked about a ton both in these podcasts and offline so we'll we'll touch on that a little bit later too but yeah the the PBE community is definitely much like most communities tight-knit and and has their own ideas so it's kind of a matter of finding the things that you can conform to and finding the things that you You know, finding like coping tactics for the things that you can't.
2: (laughs) I, I, it may have been hummus, it may have been Poe, but somebody, somebody sent me a DM discord message and said, hey, wake up, you're in a locker room. (laughs) Have you ever been in a locker room? (laughs) And I (laughs) thought back and I said, oh, shit. Yeah, of course. (laughs) (laughs) So that's That's all it is. It's a big locker room. Yeah, that's it.
1: Uh, so, backtracking you know, turn- happens oh, to be male
2: and female, and some people are offended by certain things.
1: Sure. Uh, sure.
2: You know, and Amy, Emmy was one of those, and I know we'll, we'll probably talk about Emmy. She yep. was offended by cer- certain things yep. um, that were probably drained because of that, the, that type of atmosphere.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, just real quick, just to... Um... Just curious, because obviously you're a, a big connection to the Out of the Park and um, and Perfect Team in particular, and, and you're kind of like the community link at this point. Um, what is it about the, the engine that you really enjoy, and what's something about the engine that you're not a huge fan of? Ah. Hmm.
2: Well, as far as enjoyment, I mean, I really like ability to actively manage your team on, on uh, OOTPB, um, whether you use the, the uh, dynasty mode, the traditional mode, or whether you play perfect team. The fact that you can shuffle your players in and out and decide what your pitching rotation is, and then you can uh, go and watch, watch a replay of the game, and then you can collect the stats And see how they're doing and make changes it's really fun i mean basically that's it it's a lot of fun and for me of course it connects me back to what i said about playing simulated baseball with with my friend richard as a kid you know uh we use baseball cards just like perfect team uses baseball cards and uh and uh you know it's there's a bonding or recall of my childhood which at this stage in my life is very comforting to go back to that. But I don't like about um, PBE is kind of the opposite of something I do like. I like the fact that you, you don't have to put any money in it. At its core, it's free to play. You know, you, you buy the game and you don't have to put any money in, you get cards and you can find tournaments, play in, and do well. But if you really want to succeed at the upper levels, you have to put money in the game, and if you if you' you have a gambling addiction, it can be like uh, as Emmy used to say, like pulling the arm on a slot machine uh and in fact, you know the image in my mind of the packs opening with the cards coming out is just like the the wheels turning in a traditional slot machine so the, the pay-to-win aspect of it I don't like. I realize OOTPB is a business and they need to generate revenue. But the whole gaming industry is flawed, I think, in the sense, this is just my personal opinion, in the sense that it preys on kids and mm-hmm. uh, um, could have the effect of making compulsive gamblers out of these kids. And uh, having them spend their, I mean, I used to spend my milk money at school on strange things, but uh, I, you know, I can see, you know, a kid dumping all of their allowance or whatever you get today yeah. uh, into microtransactions, not only for, I mean, I don't mean to pick on OOTP. I love them. I love the site. I hope <laughs> they never go away. But, um and many other sites are, are similarly their business model is similar, and uh, it's a problem. So that's my least favorite part about it. You know, I, w- I wouldn't, uh, you know, if my kids kids were still young, I, I wouldn't try to ban them from playing, but um, I definitely would give them a budget, kind of like my wife has given me <laughs> for the same reason. But anyway, hopefully that answers your question. I, I really do like... Uh, oh.
0: It's um in an age where a lot of sports video games are are dominated by one company. It's very good to see a uh, an engine run by by a company that is much smaller but still putting out a good product. So
2: yeah, it's out of not the park smaller,
0: is a great game.
2: I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. It's Here not account. smaller any. It's not smaller anymore. They just got bought up by a huge. A gaming company from yeah Korea, yeah, that's, that's true. So it'll be interesting to see how that changes things. I mean, already uh, the recent changes we've seen where people aren't allowed to directly stream on the OOTP Twitch site anymore, but have to go through an approval process and stream on their own streams and you know mm-hmm. uh, be- beg for pack drops <laughs> to give to entice <laughs> viewers. That that's all because of the the corporate, you know, the, the corporate overlay to the business model, which yeah. might be good, it might be bad. I don't know, but if you really loved what they already were, it's probably going to be different.
1: Yeah, I think the hope is, so the the whole point of you know the like the formula, right, like the gotcha game formula is you need whales, right? So you your your player base is too small to go wide. So you need, like, you know, uh, 1% of users who are giving you, like, 90% of your revenue. So the hope is, right, if, if this expands to enough people, then they can change up the model and make it closer to a, um, you know, yes, there are microtransactions, and yes, there are things you can buy, but it's not necessarily pay to win. It's pay to get there a little bit quicker. So hopefully... Oh, well. Hopefully... Not... not...
2: Uh, go ahead, Ken. No, I was just
1: going to say, hopefully that's that's... Uh, i mean i can't speak for the company's mindset but i i don't think uh, like a lot of the gotcha game companies they don't last super long they have to keep making new games because people kind of figure out oh if i want to be successful i have to put dump a bunch of money in so i I don't know i don't know if this game stays successful if they don't evolve and and expand so hopefully they do hopefully more people pick it up
2: i agree with you and to be specific about it, there's only one uh, perfect league, the top of the pyramid, that has 40 teams. And there are 36,000 teams competing for those 40 spots. And can't you and I are two of those 36,000 <laughs> trying to get up there? You've been up there once already yourself. Congratulations. I have never been up there. But in my mind, you can't compete with those teams you can't get to that level without putting some money in and you can be very clever about uh, how you play the game and uh, but even doing that you have to spend an awful lot of time grinding uh, to build up your game in-game economy to be successful but you also have to be willing to put some money in uh, periodically or you won't be able to compete at the top level. So if if that's your thing, if you really want to get to perfect league, and win it all, be the champion, it's really difficult. And uh, I see this year more and more people getting frustrating, frustrated, and just quitting, because it's uh, not just a daunting task, but an undoable task, and an unaffordable task, and they just quit. And I don't, I don't think that's good for the for the company to be honest with you i think it should be possible and even easier for the users that don't have a lot of money or any money even to put into the game to be able to have a shot at getting beyond diamond but that's again that's just my opinion you asked me for my opinion so that's it
1: yeah, I think the message okay. the message to anyone who listens who hasn't tried Perfect Team is definitely don't put money into the game. Try it out, see if the the team building aspect excites you. If the only thing that would excite you is moving up in the leagues, maybe don't maybe don't check it out just just yet. Maybe wait. Maybe wait until that maybe that scale drops down a little bit. But <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, the still fun. Are
2: fun and the tournaments are fun, and uh, I, I give a shout out to. Um, Enoch, who created our uh, PBA PBE Discord for OTP Perfect Team. Sorry about all those letters, but uh, there is a Discord, special Discord for people who play Perfect Team, who are part of PBE. Um, yeah. Go there. Ask if you don't have, if you're not on Discord, ask uh, Enoch for or Yako 1217 for uh, an invitation. It's a great little community too. A lot of sharing of strategies and um, kind of heads up when things are coming down the road that might be significant. Um, it goes on in that stream, and we're we're lucky. We just got a, a a new user from OOTP who was one of the most visible players on the site. Um, his team is. Um, ad- in Rumps. His player is Chad Grumpus. Uh, <laughs> I forget his username, probably just Chad something. Yeah, uh, uh, but anyway, we're glad uh, to have Chad because uh, he's he's a really uh, skilled player in OOTP
0: hmm.
2: and shows, uh, demonstrates that as the word gets around about PPE within OOTP,
0: that uh we'll get more quality uh members to our league. Mm-hmm.
1: And there you go. And let's um you know what, Dom? I've I've been working too hard. I think I think <laughs> <That's> you, <amazing laughs> Oh yeah, I just oh I need This is the wait. first
2: time for everything, huh?
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um so uh unfortunately, you know, uh considering what has happened uh in the PBE community, um I did want to ask you Chess if you could share um any any memories or thoughts uh right now that you have on um Emmy and Crazy Cat. Of course, um Emmy and Crazy Cat. Thankfully, uh Cat is still alive, but uh, if you would care to share any memories or words or thoughts about them,
2: we hope Crazy Katie Cat is still alive, but nobody's heard from her since uh, yeah, since May. So anyway, um, okay. I promise to be uh, honest. I'm not going to be an apologist for anyone, and I'm not going to attack anyone. But uh, I'll give you my honest assessment, and then. What you can do, anyone who's listening, is kind of put this together with what else you know and uh, paint your own picture of the events. But well, keeping in mind that PBE is a game, <laughs> you know, it's it's a site where we play a game. And outside of PBE, we all have real lives, the real life challenges, and we all have issues. There isn't a single person on PBE that doesn't have an issue. Doesn't have issues, and a lot of times PBE is where we come to escape from those issues. Now, you should know that um, I didn't know either Amy or uh, Emmy or Kate outside of Sim Baseball. I was uh, in the same uh, league several times last year with uh, last calendar year, last season, OOTPB 21, with Crazy Katie Cat. She was a moderator on the Out-of-the-Park Discord, and uh, is somebody that I communicated with in that respect a few times and enjoyed knowing. And she was always a promoter of PBE, so she never missed an opportunity to say what a great place uh, PBE was. So when I saw the first post, by Hummus God last December uh, about uh, checking out PBE. What immediately came to mind is, oh yeah, that's the that's the place Crazy Katie Cat has talked about. So, you know, I actually came to PBE looking for, for Katie, um, not stalking her, just uh, wondering if I'd see her over here. I didn't know how big it was. I didn't know whether we were 50 people, 500 people or 50,000 people. But as it turns out, I ran into her uh, like the second day I was, I was here. And Emmy and Crazy Katie Cat were my first GMs in the majors. Now the first people I, I met, of course, were Enoch, who was the head of Rookie Mentors, the best ever at that job. And Andrew Lucas who was my own rookie mentor. And they uh, both took me under their wings right away. I mean, they latched onto me immediately. Uh, Andrew sent me a DM within an hour of my joining saying that you'll probably be picked up on waivers tonight. And by the time I got the message, I was already picked up on waivers. Um, But Emmy reached out to me on Christmas Day. In fact, I just posted uh, a screenshot of that. Reading on uh, on the thread I'm writing the tribute to Amy on on the main forum. Yep. And she reached out to me on Christmas Day, and her purpose was to have a recruitment talk because um, Katie, who was her co GM, had said, "Hey, we have this new member that's been very active in oh, out of the park baseball, and probably will be very active here." And uh, maybe we should uh, think about drafting this player. And Emmy was particular about the culture of the locker room, so she wouldn't just draft anybody. So she, she sent me a message and uh, felt she needed to check me out before making any kind of commitment on whether or not she would. Uh, certainly, she couldn't make a commitment to me because it was secret, but commitment within their war room on whether they wanted to take a chance on my player. Sure. Um, and the thing was, she asked me lots of questions. I gave her lots of answers. She wouldn't tell me anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I didn't know whether she liked me or not, but I, I had recruiting uh, talks with almost every team. I think well, there might've been one or two teams who didn't. Uh, who didn't reach out to me but that doesn't matter but but just the way the conversation went with Emmy I just had a feeling they were going to draft me um, mm. so right from the very beginning em, uh, Emmy and crazy Kate, Katie Cat were my you know my peeps if you will the people I would send DMs to every day there there were a couple of uh, others Gorin and um 15 year old kid from, from Denver and Atlantic. Yes. Uh, yeah. Out good to friend me. Of mine. Yeah. He reached out to me. They reached out to me right away and I would answer their emails and I mean their direct messages. And they were very polite and encouraging. And I thought that was something that was really great about the community that, you know, here I was, 72 year old guy and hanging out with this 15 year old kid. And we're talking about the Denver Broncos and baseball and football. And it was, it was neat, kind of like chess, you know, like I was saying about chess. But with respect to Emmy and Katie, that was in December. They drafted me. I think the draft was January 5th. We, um, it was somewhat problematic because Katie's own player, a player by the name of Benito Alomar, was a catcher, and my player was a catcher. So how was I going to play when I got called up? She was ahead of me. (laughs) So I asked them about that. I said, well, well, what are are your plans? I don't want to dislodge you from your position. I said, I'm willing to change to any other position. Uh, um, I'm willing to uh, be a DH if necessary, whatever. So we had many discussions about that, about uh, other things going on in the clubhouse. I should point out that the first issue with Maui, um, was Kashima at the time that yeah. I was aware of had to do with um, the player M's, who is the the wife of Simo. Both yes. of them, I think, are H.O. now. Yep. Um, and it happened before me, so I, I'm not even sure of the details. But I can tell you this, which is not well known, and that is that in the only conversation that I had with Emmy about that, she was. She was quick and to the point. She said, it was a misunderstanding. I have no hard feelings. this was pregnant. Simo was worried about her. And <laughs> PBE was not important to them, as important to them as I thought it should be at the moment. Um, she, she said, I admire them both. I'm glad they're here in PBE. They're great members. I wish them well. And that was the end of it. We never discussed them again. And uh, I thought, you know, given all the kind of side discussion that was going on in the chat and forums and everything, that for her to take that stand was uh, really showed her character. And uh, I've sure. always appreciated it. I, I wish I had the strength to do that myself. But honestly, I think that's what she really believed. That, you know, there were circumstances in real life that were going on. And as a result, the communication wasn't good, and um, some feelings got hurt. But hey, we're over it. We've all got, moved on, and we're all still part of PBE, and it's great. Um, I think uh, I, I did um, take a screen a screenshot of a quote she made, uh, which had to do with her being misunderstood. I'll save that though for the, for the thread itself. But you know. Sure. I think she essentially said, "I suck at communication." <laughs> 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 I live with it, and she meant it in a in a lighthearted way. Um, but anyway, just to to get into a little of the details, so the locker room was was um, was a lot of fun. Um, there was no pressure, like in some other locker rooms, to win. Sure. OK, so some people didn't like that. Some people liked that. But there was no pressure to win. Emmy and Katie didn't care so much about winning. They cared about having an enjoyable team. Sure, They were very supportive. And if somebody couldn't update this week, eh, so what? You know, update next week. You know, if somebody didn't like writing the point, point tasks, eh, so what? You know, somebody wanted help with uh, the primetime selections, you know, she as as Goran does now and many other GMs do, they would just post some suggested uh picks. But the 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 environment was very low key. Um which maybe, you know, wasn't wasn't what other people wanted from that locker room, but I didn't mind it at all. I didn't necessarily come in there to win, although I'd like to win. <laughs> um <laughs> But also there was um, was an aspect of the culture related to you know, diversity, let's say, um, pronouns and you know making sure you were respectful of everybody and their um, you know, their attitudes and their their um, you know what they wanted to be called. I know that Amy in particular was offended when somebody referred to her as he. Yes. Um, um, but, you know, I guess I would be offended if somebody referred to me as she, you know? Sure. No, no big deal. I I get that. Um, so I didn't have any problem with the, the culture in the locker room myself. Sure. But then um, in early, so here's some factual events. Amy uh, Emmy found out, I'm sorry to keep saying Amy. Yeah. It's... It, Emmy found out she was sick on February 4th. Yeah, she thought she had COVID. She and Dren went in for tests. Turned out, as I understand it, to be cancer. Yeah. Um. That was February. Um. So she cut back, and she and Dren kind of shared the duties and pushed more on to Katie. Katie was going through her. Own yes. issues that nobody knew about at that time in February, but in March, mid March, um, Katie suddenly and unexpectedly lost her living situation. Yes, um, had had a separation with her partner. As a result, had no home, no access to the internet, no access to her stuff. And uh, as you can imagine, it affected her. And yes. uh, her, you know, she, she kind of not just backed off, but disappeared. And then um, derailed to the point where people were saying, well, I'm worried about Katie committing, committing suicide. And, um, you know, I love Hummus God. He's a great commissioner. And thankfully, yep. he took the charge of, you know even calling the uh, local officials in her hometown and trying to have somebody check on her to make sure she was all right and it took a while but you know we we determined she was all right personally i was doubly scared because her team she was actively managing her team on ootp and suddenly she wasn't doing that anymore she was the moderator on discord and suddenly she wasn't doing that anymore Sure. Sent a note. Uh, sent a note to Dishnet, who's one of the streamers on and moderators on OOTP. It said, "Have you heard from Katie? Because she seems to have disappeared from PBE." And uh, it was very um, stressful. And then it came out that she had a multi. Yes. And yeah. and the the multi. I, I I don't know. I'm you know I'm not going to make excuses for her, but you know multi is cheating in our game. Yep. She she was punished, but I don't believe it was ever her intent to hurt another team. And I believe that if she had access to the internet, she would have protected the player in the draft and it wouldn't have been drafted by someone else and wound up, you know, being lost to that team and everything that happened there.
0: Yeah.
2: Um and I don't want to get into that. I, I I'm not really qualified to either because then I got sick. Um, yes. I, I had a, I had a, a mild stroke, Um, had a blood clot go through a hole in my heart called a PFO, and it went up to my cerebellum. And fortunately, that kind of a stroke doesn't affect, doesn't para- make you cause any paralysis. It doesn't damage you cognitively, but it does Create dizziness, um, vertigo, and it also uh, makes it really hard to balance. And with my old leg injuries, I, um, I you know, I couldn't walk. I couldn't focus on anything. Um, I thought I was going to die. Um, yeah. And the last thing I wanted was any more stress from <laughs> from any place. I mean, PBE just being one of my many, you know, my many hobbies. I, one of my most important, the one I spent the most time on, but uh, I just couldn't take it anymore. Um, but I'm jumping ahead one step, and, and yes. this is this yeah. is an important one. On March 17th, I still got the, the DM. I went through them today. Emmy sent me a, a DM and asked me if I would be willing to be co-GM for the final half of the season, uh, assuming she could get Home office approval for that, and I joked with her, and I said, <laughs> "I'm not sure <laughs> H.O. is going to approve it. Um, not everybody <laughs> there likes me." Uh, she said, "Oh, said that's like me. You either love me or you hate me. But hopefully, there's enough people. There are more people that love you than hate you there. And they'll let <laughs> me do this." <laughs> yeah. Or she she made some joke about the combination of the the number of people in H.O. who love her and hate her and might offset the number of you know the same people that love her might hate me and vice versa and we might get this through and it was kind of funny but at the same time um a critical moment that i didn't really realize because she she shortly thereafter announced she being emmy that she was going to retire her player and recreate yep um We didn't know if Katie was going to come back, so that put Alomar in question. And then we found out that Miles Ahead wasn't going to be uh, allowed to continue. Um, And uh, I reached out to Casey Colby, who's still one of my favorite people, the best analyst in PBE, by the way. And uh, he was a player on the team. Kevin Hunter was his uh, player name, is his player name. And I said, Casey, uh, I'm, I'm the GM now, and uh, I want to talk to you about playing on the team long term. We, we want to rebuild, and uh, you know, I, I think your player is an important part." And he says, "Oh, he says, I've been in a, I haven't earned as much as I should. I only have 857 PB uh, TPE, and uh, my player underperforming. He says, "So you know you might as well let, let me go." And I said, "No, 850." <laughs> seven TPE for Maui is one of the highest on the team. I think only Valor had hired that, maybe Ivy Leaf. And yep. uh, he said, well, no, they sh- they locked me out of the locker room. And I said, what? He said, yeah, yeah I'm not allowed yep. in the locker room anymore. I said, How- I said you're one <laughs> of the, you know, original TPE um, people. Yeah. How could they lock you out of the locker room? And he said, they did. <laughs> they won't let me in. <laughs> So I said, well, I, I'll let you back in. And he said, no, you won't. He said, they won't let you. Mm. So There's some people in there who, who don't want me in there. They don't think my influence is positive. And I said, ah, I don't believe you. So then, you know, I went back and started a conversation. And I found sure. out that there were some people who didn't want him in there. And I, I didn't understand why. And then, God bless him, um, Diesel um, came yes. forward with a lot of ideas. Diesel J., great great kid. Yep. I like him a lot. Uh personally Me I too. like him a lot. And uh um he came forward and uh when Emmy had to step back because she was starting to get sicker, remember she had found out in early February that was, she was sick. Now it was late March. She was getting sicker. Bren um, tried to help her, but really didn't have a lot of time. And um I'm not I'm not sure well, I I can't speak for Dren. She's a great person too. Has also worked very hard in the community. But Diesel J came forward at the right moment at the end of the season when I was no longer the GM and I was having my co-GM and having my own issues. Diesel J just picked up the reins, and uh, that's what the team needed at the time. But he, um, his opinion. One which I respect, even if I didn't agree with it. His opinion was the team needed a complete rebuild. Not only rebranding, which had, that, those discussions had gone on earlier. Amy, Emmy was part of that. But also a rebuild. Sure. So he traded away Valor. Traded away Ivy Leaf. He had asked for input from the rest of us. And both my player, who was Chess Sims, and the player Sumi too whose member name was Duxy, both said, no, no, we're within five games of the playoffs. Let's build around the core that we have. And while Diesel J accepted our input, he, I don't know, in our opinion, ignored it, traded away Valor, traded away Ivy Leaf. So as a result, Sumi two quit and protest. We lost Duxy. Uh, and then the stress of all of that, losing Alomar, losing kevin hunter losing sure. losing rune losing valor losing ivy leaf losing sumi too and what was going on with me personally i mean i admit i was angry uh, but i was also sick that i didn't make that up and i just i quit um, and uh, the one regret i have one regret and uh on this point i give a shout out to uh a blind gambler, LGB, uh, LBG, um, because he hung in there throughout, and he was close with Emmy, but he hung in there for the team, um, but I did not. And uh, the one regret I have is I got a DM from Poe, who's probably the politest uh, person in all of HO, and he asked me what my intentions were, if I was ever going to recreate or if I... Um would let my player become a free agent rather than retire. And, uh, you know, I'll be honest. I said, nope, not happening. I don't believe in what's going on in, in with the Maui decisions, and uh, I don't want my player used. I'm retiring. And then I disappeared for four months. So there was, you know, there was a bit of anger there. And as I've thought about it since, I wish I hadn't done that. You know, because I didn't recreate for four months, and that's at least two full seasons that the team could have used my player. Um, but, you know, I did what I did. I admit it, and uh, I take responsibility for it. Um, but I have to say, even with all of that, um, there were so many people within PBE who sent me messages on Discord, who tried to communicate with me. I mean, Gurren sent me like clockwork every three weeks, sent me a DM saying, how you doing, buddy? Um, Just thinking about you, wanting to know how you're feeling. Are you Mm -hmm. getting better? And uh, others too, Hamas. I mean, I don't want to start naming names because I'm going to skip somebody, but several people uh, reach out to me and I thought, what a neat thing about this league, you know, that they, they care about what's going on in your your real life. And then when I finally decided, well, I'm feeling better. I don't know how long I'm going to last, or how uh, active I'll be able to be, but I am going to recreate. Um, if you look at the thread where I recreated and the people jumping in saying, welcome back, you know, glad to see you. It really, um, you know, touched my heart that... Uh, that some of the people in here, um, all the people in here, are really genuine, and uh, the the game is the game, but uh, the, the people in the community are are even more important than the game itself, and uh, everybody really feels that way, even if the banter from day to day doesn't give evidence <laughs> of that. Uh, sure. It really is true that uh, people support each other in here, and I, I like that a lot. Absolutely. So, did I answer your question?
0: <laughs> you did, yes.
2: <laughs> Hopefully, well, I didn't actually, cause a drama thread. But no, um, no,
0: you actually answered multiple questions. So that was uh, very efficient. <laughs> um, so we try to limit. I, you know, I, I joke about this with everyone. I feel like I can do. A seven-hour podcast with all these people. I, I mean the community here is so engaging. Um, but we try to limit podcasts to an hour. And we are coming up on that mark. Um so I, I wanted to ask you uh one quick question and then the the question that we'll end on. Uh the first one is um, do you find irony in naming your slow power hitter? After, someone, after a dog that won a race. <laughs> nah.
2: It was fun, that's all. You know, um, okay, so most people here probably haven't seen the video, but this is, a tr- this is a true story, the short version. So on my bucket list was seeing a baseball game in all 30 major league ballparks before I die. And also I wanted to play a poker tournament in the World Poker Tour, the World Series of Poker, and the Heartland Poker Tour. So I went on a trip in the summer of 2017 with one of my students at Cornell who was doing an internship in Chicago. And uh, he was a baseball fan too. And uh, we went to Milwaukee and saw the Brewers and the Yankees. We went to Minnesota. Uh, We saw some games in Chicago, of course. We went to Minnesota and saw the Twins and the Red Sox. Um, But I saw when we were there uh, I don't know whether it was a flyer I picked up or what, but that there was a tournament coming up at, in Shakopee, Minnesota, a No Limit Hold'em tournament. And I decided, hey, I'm going to come back and enter this. So so I was sitting in the casino. Uh, Anterbury Park is a casino as well as a horse track. And there was horse racing going on that day, but there was also the... Um, special events going on and they would broadcast everything that was going on the track would be you could hear it on the loudspeaker in the casino so so all i could hear was you know and tedford woofington cheats and runs out of the gate before it's time and tedford woofington <laughs> this and tedford tedford and i'm trying to concentrate on my hand you know and then <laughs> later at the end um my Final hand, I had pocket nines, and this is not a bad beat, not intended to be a bad beat story, just uh, exclamation point on the story. So I had pocket nines, and my opponent, turns out I didn't know it, had pocket fives, and the flop came out 955. So I flopped a full house, a not full house, 99955. He flopped quads, and of course, Bets proceeded, and I went all in, and I lost and got knocked out of the tournament. And as, as, I, as the okay. tournament, as I was picking myself up and collecting my things on the loudspeaker he was saying, and Ted, Tedford Wuffington wins, Tedford Wuffington wins. <laughs> and that sound, it's like going to Disney World and hearing it's a small world and waking up at 3 in the morning with that playing in your mind. Well, that yeah. – that, uh, sound of Ted, Tedford Wolfington kept waking me up in the middle of the night and that was 2017 so eventually I looked it up on the internet and I found the video of the races which I hadn't actually seen while I was there I just heard the play by play and I said oh this is really cool so when it came time to, to make a new player uh, Ted, Ted Williams was my favorite player growing up he wore number 9 and the connection came to me oh I'll, i think i'll name him tedford wolfington so if you haven't seen that video go see it it's it it's independently great. it's fun having nothing it's to cute. do with me yep. <laughs> especially if you like dogs it's fun but, yeah. you know if i if i had known i was going to be drafted by the wheelers i would have made my render a dog <laughs> <laughs> but i didn't know that at of time i should have known Gorin was going to He's yeah, going to grab yeah. me, but he couldn't tell me that, so I didn't know.
1: Yeah, I mean, you could have pulled it off well too. We've got Bark Murley as an example. You know, that's that that dog <laughs> render can really work.
2: <laughs> it can. I'm not sure how well it works on the Wheelies logo though, but you know, it should be yeah. the mushers or something like that. But I have no influence on that. So. Anyway, so that that's the story with that, and uh you yeah. Know, Ted Williams was my favorite. You know, I want my player to be like Ted Williams, you know, good power, high average, clutch hitter. So what if he's a mediocre fielder and he doesn't run so fast? You know, it's like (laughs) J.D. Martinez this weekend. You don't have to run fast (laughs) if you're just jogging around the bases to
0: have to hit
2: a home run, right? (laughs)
0: Yeah, totally. All right. Um, So the the last question that – you know, it, it is tradition to ask um, after, uh, as as you mentioned, uh, you don't realize how much uh, you care about PBE until you rage quit several times. Uh, so after um, all that you've been through and all of this time, uh, what does the pro baseball experience mean to you?
2: Uh, I, I just love it here in this community. I really do. Um, I get to hang out with people from all over. You know, I, I, uh, I I like to pester hummus god. I don't know. It's just kind of my nature to pester the boss. Uh, but, you know, he's from Florida. He's an attorney. I spent my whole life hating attorneys. But I think it's really cool that I can hang out uh, with that. You know, Colby and Netlandic, who I mentioned earlier, are both from Colorado. Gurren's from Wisconsin. Katie was from California. Simo is from Australia, Madge is from Poland, you know, uh, Emmy herself was from England, Johnny two times was even at, in Chad for a while. Nate's in Kentucky. I mean, people are all over, uh, you know, there's, there's rumor that even somebody lives in Nevada of all places that's in the league. But anyway, <laughs> I, I think the fact that you can, you can engage every day with people from all over the world is re- is really a neat thing you know and yeah. um i like that a lot and I, and I also like i like the the interactions you know the different personalities uh of the various people and of course there are, there are some people who've um who who given me a shot i've had i've had i mean remember i've only been a member since <laughs> since uh, last december i quit once for a month and once for 4 months so Really not as long term as make it out to be. I just made a lot of dust and noise, and it seems like I've been around a long time. But you know, some people have have given me an opportunity. Uh, I was the the recruitment head for a while after after Brain and before Sparky D um, Symmetrics invited me to be a regression auditor, and with with Razor's uh, guidance and tutelage, I became a super regression auditor. I would I would stay up all night and do every possible regression I could. And I love that a lot. Um Emmy, like I said, gave me the opportunity to be a GM. So I got to hang out in management chat for a while, which is a whole new world within the PBE world. You haven't really discovered PBE until you trip into management chat. Uh, um, so, you know, I, I love PBE a lot. I'm not going to quit again. I may be tossed out, but I'm not going to quit again. And uh, I'm I'm going to die a member here at some point. And uh, you know, if let's say it's in a couple of years, and you know, maybe people will get seven and a half times media when I die. You know? <laughs> anyway, uh, I. I I say that only as a joke and as uh, a lead into my parting message, which is uh, this 2.6 times media for tributes to Emmy um, telling your personal story of what PBE means to you. So I've started my thread. Um, It's been hard to get through, but uh, um, this pod has actually helped me collect my thoughts on that, but I I encourage anybody who knew ME to share and or who values uh, being part of PBE like I do for whatever reasons to share those reasons in a media thread.
0: Sure.
2: All right. I have to pee, so I hope we're
0: done. Yeah. uh... (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, let me you know, I'm all hey. repeat a lot. <laughs> that was quite a uh, tone shift. Yeah, so um first of all, thank you so much for uh coming on. It was an honor to have you here. Um oh, as always, honor. thank you to Cantherion who is the greatest co-host and now um the most qualified question asker. And uh thank you to uh everyone who listens. Uh, this has been uh, PBE uh, Crush Fam serious business. Uh, next week, check out uh, Current Crabs GM or CoGM. Kind of blanking on which. Sorry. Uh, see you then, and thanks everyone for listening.